0: Hey, everybody, it is Friday, February 25th. This is Anything Goes Podcast. Let's get it. Hey, folks, welcome back. It's another Friday. I'm glad you're all here. We got, I'm sure that a lot of you can probably figure out a good portion of what we're going to talk about tonight, but we're not going to start with that. I'm down here with Jimmy. I don't know if Jimmy's going to jump in. He might. I mean, I'm trying to egg him on to, but we'll see. We'll see what what Jimmy wants to do. But we're going to start off with our favorite, one of our favorites. And (laughs) here you go. The compassionate left at their finest. We got two two stories that we're going to talk about with the same person tonight. First, Joy Behar, our and our friends at the View. <laughs> okay. So, Joy, everyone knows that Whoopi's uh return after her 2-week suspension for the racist shit she had to say live on air that didn't get her terminated like it gets everyone else terminated. Uh returned to the View so on the day that she returned they were talking and and i don't even know what they were talking about because frankly i don't watch the view uh but when it makes the news you know we pay attention to the idiotic things that these folks have to say so whatever they were talking about somehow joy got onto the topic of the olympics and they may very well have been talking about the winter olympics that might have been what triggered it um and actually i i think i know they were talking about the female a speed skater, black female speed skater that won gold. And Joy decided to transition that conversation into the Olympics when Hitler was in power in Germany and we sent black athletes over there to compete, you know, basically in the face of Hitler, who uh, as most, if not everybody knows, had a real problem with anybody but white people. So Joy says, you know, Yep, And, you know, you know, back in the day when Hitler was in charge and the Olympics were in Germany and we sent our team over there and Jesse Helms won all those gold medals right in front of Hitler. I thought Whoopi Goldberg was going to fall out of her chair. Yeah, you heard me right. She said Jesse Helms. Now, I know a lot of people probably don't know who Jesse Helms is, but I'll explain it in a minute. Uh, Whoopi almost had a stroke right there in her chair. And it was kind of funny to watch uh, because the look that she gave Joy is like oftentimes the look she gives anybody with an opposing view to her on something, i.e. most Republicans. So it was funny to see her give Joy the same look that she gives people that she despises. So, of course, she meant Jesse Owens, who was the black athlete who won gold medals, uh, you know, was presented his gold medals in front of Hitler. Uh, you know, as a big slap in the face. But she said Jesse Helms. Now, Jesse Helms was a senator from 1973 to 2003 in the United States Senate. And, oh, by the way, he was a white guy. <laughs> so, yeah, wait, way to go, Joy. That's, that's great. So then, you know, as if it can't get any worse than that, Joy decided that she was going to talk about Ukraine. And and the the horrific thing that's going on in Ukraine right now, but Joy's not concerned about the Ukrainian people or the country of Ukraine. This is what Joy's concerned about.
1: Well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in in Western Europe too. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of, of uh, the pandemic. And now this, you know, it's, it's like,
0: who's gonna, what's gonna happen there? Yeah, yeah. I can't go on vacation. Yes, folks, you heard her concern over what's happening in Ukraine is unsettling to her because it is once again delaying her vacation to Italy I mean come on folks why do these people even have a show I mean I'm sure I I don't know how they're still on the air they're I'm sure the three people that watch the view are happy to see them every day but this is the kind of ridiculous crap that comes out of these people's mouths And I just, I can't fathom that there's actually people out there that seek it. They want to hear this. They want to hear her talk about being so upset that she can't go on vacation to Italy because Ukraine is being taken over by another country. But the concern is I can't go on vacation. I don't know. I'm really at a loss for words, but again, great job, Joy Behar. We love you keep it up you you keep us sane i guess because nobody's as insane as you so as long as nobody reaches that level we know that there's hope for those that are kind of teetering on that on that level because that they got to make a big jump to get to your level you are quite frankly one of the biggest dumbasses i've probably ever heard on public television but uh thanks for playing anyway so of course I, I I'm assuming that you all figured out that probably a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight is Ukraine. Um, I mean, watch the news. I'm not going to sit here and recap uh, what's going on there. Obviously, Russia decided that they wanted to take the Ukraine back, and that's exactly what they're doing, and that's exactly what they're going to do. Um, it is. I mean, it's kind of one of those things. It is what it is, and. You know if they decide that they're going to grow a pair of balls and and extend outward from there then it's going to be a whole entirely different story uh because you know they have no choice if they want to go past ukraine but to enter into a nato country which triggers article 5 which means russia will no longer be a country because they will be gone uh ukraine, ukraine no russia oh i'm sorry was, it, yeah no no yeah. if we trigger if it triggers article 5 which is the nato oh i see what you're saying
1: yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah
0: then they're they're <laughs> done i mean their country <laughs> is over so uh you know and there's a lot of there's a lot of argument about whether or not we should participate and protect ukraine um and to me the answer is no uh we should not you know you hear the argument from the left all the time that we're, we shouldn't be the world's policemen and uh, in this case i agree we should not intervene we know what's going to happen it's it, the writing's on the wall as of an hour ago uh they were 20 miles outside of kiev uh and they had just taken over the military airport so it's a foregone conclusion that russia is going to take over the ukraine it's going to happen Having said that, it's a lot easier to take a, take a country over than it is to keep a country. And I think what Russia's going to find out is the resolve and uh, pride that the Ukrainian people have is not going to bode well for them for a long sustained occupation of that country. Uh, I think I think the the worst battle that they're going to face is going to be the inevitable insurgency that's going to come from the Ukrainian people over the course of time, uh, which may make them decide that maybe they should probably just pack up and go home. Um, So, you know, we hope the best for the Ukrainian people. I would love nothing more than to see (laughs) to see Russia tuck, tail, and run because they're getting their asses handed to them. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. There's such a technological difference between the two countries militarily uh, and just pure volume. I mean, Russia can certainly stay in the game a whole lot more than than the Ukraine can. Uh, But here's signs of why I believe that an insurgency, which will happen once they take over Ukraine and take the capital, when this insurgency happens, this is why I think it's going to be really bad for them. We have two stories that I know of, of, I guess you could call it heroics. Uh, you could call it love of country, which a lot of people on the left here in this country don't understand. Uh, But two stories. So there's an island off the coast of Ukraine. Uh, I think they call it Snake Island. And there's an outpost uh, where 13 Ukrainian soldiers were at this outpost. The island was approached by Russian Navy vessels, ships. I don't know if they were ships, but they were certainly armored Russian military watercraft, uh, superior firepower, and they radioed to the Ukrainians at this outpost, the 13 Ukrainians, and they said, basically, drop your weapons and surrender, to which the person on the other end of the Radio, the Ukrainian on the other end of the radio, you can hear him in Ukrainian ask somebody else in the building with him, Should I tell them to go fuck themselves? You can't really hear the response in the radio transmission, but then you hear him on the microphone and he says, Russian warship, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Unfortunately, it cost them their lives. Uh, because all 13 of them were killed, but that's the that's the mentality and that's the attitude and that's the pride of country and the love of country that those people have, knowing that they're outgunned, knowing that uh, resisting at any level is going to result in your death, yet they're willing to do it. So that's the first story. The second story... And I want to make sure I get the name of this bridge correct. Uh, Let me see here. Let me see if I can find it here. Eh, I can't find it. Anyway, a young Ukrainian engineer, military engineer, uh, was with a group of Ukrainian soldiers. And the Russians were trying to come across, or were getting ready to come across a bridge. What they realized is, is they didn't have time to go out there and adic- adequately charge the bridge with explosives to blow it up. So, this Ukrainian soldier, I believe his first name was Vitali Sakakor or something like that. Skakun. Vitali Skakun took the explosives out into the middle of the bridge and detonated himself to blow the bridge up before the Russians could get through. Again. Yeah, so I'm just reading here just to make sure I got this one right. So, yeah, Vitaly Skakun. Was an engineer for a battalion of Marines on the Crimean Isthmus, where Russian tanks and military forces began to advance into Ukraine. The Marines decided to blow up the, I can't even pronounce this, Genachevsky Bridge to stop the invasion, a task for which Cocoon volunteered despite being in a different battalion. He placed the mines on the bridge and told his fellow soldiers that he was blowing up the bridge. The bridge, the bridge blew up before he was able to run away and he died in the explosion. I mean, if that doesn't, if that doesn't tell you the level of, I don't even know what the word is, the level of courage that these people have, and it's not just them. It's not just those two because you've heard stories, if you've been watching any, you've heard stories of uh, people that have been out of the Ukrainian military for decades who went down to their police stations and the police stations were handing civilians now, handing them weapons. I think the last number I heard was that the police station in Kiev alone had handed out 10,000 AK-47s to civilians to defend their city. And the fact that you got 10,000 civilians that are even willing to go and get a weapon and stand there and fight against what's obviously a superior force is incredible in and of itself. So I, Russia's got their work cut out for them. And that's not even to say we don't even know the truth of how um, how successful any of their actual operations pushing into Kiev have been. Uh, you, you hear it kind of both ways. Some say it's been relatively quick. Some say, you know, there, there's there been a lot of pushback and a lot of fighting. And, you know, we just don't know because we don't have people on the ground, obviously, who can reliably tell us those stories. But I think Russia has bitten off a lot more than they're ready to chew. I don't think that they... I mean, they had to do two, two nights of pre-attack bombing because the first night was virtually unsuccessful. Uh yeah, they blew up some command and control stuff, but it really didn't do anything to uh it, it didn't have it didn't accomplish the mission that they wanted it to accomplish to move ground troops in on the first day. So they had to do it again. But again, these people I really hope that they kick Russia's ass. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> but Unfortunately, I think the writings on the wall that Russia is going to take over the Ukraine um, and it's just gonna have to go from there with what uh, what happens from there. We can cripple their economy. Um, I'm not sure that doing that after the fact is really going to benefit anybody other than it's gonna it's gonna make sure that they're not able to go further. Uh, But that's going to be too late for the Ukrainian people who are virtually on their own at this point to defend their country. So we wish them well and hope that they have the successes that they need to have. Uh, But a lot of Ukrainians are going to die and a lot of Russians are going to die. And, you know, you're you're seeing protests in Russia, Uh, the Russian people to the extent that they can get away with a protest per se um, are starting are starting to do that obviously they're met very quickly and very swiftly with military and police force because that kind of stuff for all you lefties out there who want to move to all these countries that are so great they're not allowed to do that they don't have the right to go and protest their government they don't have the right to um, seek redress with their government, they can't do any of that. So, you know, for, for all you with that narrative, I strongly urge you to get your signs, uh, get your friends, jump on an airplane, fly to Russia and go protest at the Kremlin. I would love to see that. And uh, you're going to find out pretty quickly that probably wasn't such a good idea. We'll be back in just a minute. All right, folks, we're back. And I got—I have one last thing to say about Ukraine, which is a lesson that I think that uh, right now, maybe some of our leadership can take as an example. <clears throat> How many times have you seen it where a country has been invaded? Let's take Afghanistan for, for an example. When we pulled out of Afghanistan... The president of Afghanistan fled the country within hours of us leaving, allowing it to be taken over almost immediately. That's not the case in Ukraine. The Ukrainian president, even today, went on social media live, standing in the middle of his capital city and said, we're here. Here we are. We're here to fight. And we're going to do that basically live or die you know and obviously he's under the biggest threat because they don't call it a decapitation a decapitation strike for nothing right so russia has already said that they're intent on a decapitation a decapitation strike which is to eliminate all of the political leadership in the ukraine so this guy knows that there is a bullseye squarely in the middle of his forehead and you know what he's on social media Live, standing in the middle of the street, basically telling them, we're not going anywhere. We're going to stand here and fight. And that's a pretty powerful thing to see because it's rare. It's so rare to see a political person basically with a set of balls that big when your country's being taken over and they're 20 miles away and you're, you're standing there on social media saying, if we're going to do this, let's do it. So that's all. I'm not going to say any more about Ukraine. There's really not a whole lot more we could talk about it um, because the rest of it hasn't unfolded yet. Um, we know probably what's going to happen, but we'll see. Um, and then we'll we'll go from there uh, as things happen there. But now we want to bring it to something that's a little bit more, a little closer to home and maybe Maybe a little premature because we are still three years away. But I always think it's good to have conversations early to see how they evolve over time. So the question is, who thinks that Donald Trump is going to run for president in 2024? And then we're going to second that. We're going to start with that with that question but then we're going to roll it into should he run in 2024 so jimmy i'm just going to tell you my perspective on is he going to i don't think he is again it's early um and he's certainly put things out there to indicate that he's thinking about it but i'm not sure I'm not sure he is. I, I I just have some thoughts in my head of why, why he may be doing some of the things he's doing. And, and I'm not sure that I'm not sure that it means that he's actually going to run again in 2024. What do you think?
1: Well, that's a good question. That's a good question. I think it's something I've thought about a lot of kind of going back and forth a lot. Um, there's a lot of question. And uh, as I was telling you earlier, I've seen a lot of people posting things like, you know, we wish Trump was back now, you know, to handle this situation. What would he be doing differently and that kind of thing? And I think that's kind of it's fruitless at this point because, you know, it's not not it's not actuality. So but it is a fair question to kind of go back to is what's going to happen in the future? How are, are you know, will he run again? And like I said, I've gone back and forth. But I think he will. I think he will run. I, I, I mean, He's already he, he has made those passing statements. Um, I'm the 45th president and for and will be the 47th president. <laughs> um, I So I think he will. But do I want him to do? I think he should. No, no, I think I think I don't. I think I, I think we're better off avoiding that that circus that we know we're going to run into. If that's mm-hmm. the case, we know he is you know gonna immediately have the country divided once again, even though I don't think they should be over him, but they are, and mm. that's just the way it is. So I think, well, the media barrage immediately,
0: if he was elected president again, would be right back to where we were four years ago, uh, and, and basically just recycling. Uh, Russia collusion, uh, uh, illegal building scams, school scams, you know, all the things that we've heard for five plus years now, you know, it's just going to be a 24 hour news cycle of recycled stories, even though a lot of those stories they had to retract from their newspapers and retract from their news stories because they were you know, proven to be false, right? But and it's that, not going to stop them from, no. from, from from redoing. It. So I agree with you. I don't think he should. Uh, but here's what I here's what I think he's doing, and this is this is just me. And I've put some thought into this, but again, it's early. We got three years, you know, really two and a half years before they really start. You know, people who are going to run are really going to throw their hats into the ring and and all that. I think he's really trying to throw a a distraction for the Republican Party. I think he absorbs so much of the media and left attention that he can suck so much of their energy and so much of their time on the thought that he's going to run, that that's going to give somebody else like a Ron DeSantis or I don't know, I don't even know who else would is would even consider running right now. But you know, a Nikki Haley, or or somebody like that, it's going to give them some a bunch of clear and I would and, and it may even be that he does run with the intention of not going to the end to suck up that space to to absorb that, uh, that media and left push. To open up that free space for another candidate who's maybe more palatable to those on the middle left and those, uh, you know, I don't don't like to call them rhinos. They are, but um, those Republicans that that don't want to vote for Donald Trump because he's Donald Trump, not because of any policy reasons. So I don't know. I, I he's a he's a. He's a, he's a slick crafty guy when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. I think,
1: I think we need to get away from that. Um, I'm not exactly sure that I buy into that, that he's being so savvy in his political strategy. Uh, I think people give him a lot more credit in that case. They always say he's, Oh, he's playing 4D chess or whatever. (laughs) And I don't think he really is that advanced, man. I think I, He's a very simple guy. I think he is feeding off of that. I think he likes stirring it up. He loves that they're still talking about him. Oh, he's arrogant. He's arrogant
0: as all hell. Right. I mean, but Obama was arrogant as all hell. But Obama didn't get the... Obama didn't absorb as much of the media attention or the political attention that Trump did. He consumed... They were consumed by him 24-7. There was he 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 sucked every ounce of oxygen that they had for the entire time that he was in i mean look at it now he's been out of office for a year and he still consumes 80 to 90 percent yeah but i think i think he just
1: loves that um I and so i i think it is going to be best to kind of get away from that. But you know, I don't, it's not going to change for the media. They're just going to follow the next guy or the next gal and say, Hey, they're, they're sponsored by Trump, Trump. And you know, it's just always going to be an association. No, but I think he just brought so many things great to the table that I don't think any other Republican could have done Mm -hmm. from his business, uh, his business mindedness, I should say. Um, I think he, and his, Strength. He, he obviously he couldn't be bought. No. He wasn't. He wasn't really corruptible. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than he just liked his. He liked the attention. I think he he he, wa- he still wanted to be popular. He still wanted to do the popular thing, which I think he did a lot of things that probably was more for popularity than good for uh, a conservative run country. Mm-hmm. Um. But
0: well, you th- got to remember he was a Democrat. Right. He was. I mean, he, he's been, he's supported financially demo. He supported Hillary Clinton. Exactly. Uh, he supported Bill Clinton. He's I mean, so he, yes. Was he elected as a Republican governor or a president? Sure. But he also spent a considerable amount of time in his life, not considering himself a Republican.
1: Yeah. It was almost like he did some analysis and said, you know, which, which card should I play? You know what, who should I turn myself into to be most successful? And I think he, he did the right thing here, but, um, well, and he certainly, at least while he was in office, he
0: certainly did and enacted Republican policies. Like, I can't think of anything that he did that was, that would give away that he had, uh, you know, any
1: kind of leftist. No, I think he, he gave into the left a little bit on certain things where he, you know, he spent, spent money unnecessarily on certain things or, or just kind of tried to play the PC card sometimes, but not enough for me to really care. I think as policy wise, pretty, pretty, pretty much a win across the board. I mean, and I think given an opportunity for a longer term, um, and I was listening to Joe Rogan speak about this earlier, talking about how that could be beneficial, like in the case of Vladimir Putin. You know, mm-hmm. They can actually invest in something for longer terms. Sure. And I think that they're saying how bad that can be. Yes, I can see that. But maybe maybe it would be beneficial if they had longer or no term uh, maximums, I should say. Mm-hmm. So they can right. still be voted out if they're doing bad. Right. But if they're continuing and we're showing progress, then people can continue to vote on them. I don't know how that would affect voting or... Well, I I certainly wouldn't advocate for more than two terms as
0: a president. I mean, I'm a staunch believer that the Congress should have term limits. Uh, So, yeah, I
1: think we honestly, I don't know. For me, (laughs) for me, I kind of think maybe it should be flipped because I think, yeah, Congress should have term limits. But I do see the benefit. Of not having to deal with this constant, sure, yeah, you know, run again. That's all they're doing is trying to buy up boats. Everyone's trying to play that popularity game to buy up boats. And, and, and as far as a popularity game goes, and you brought up Obama, I wanted to mention because it's something I saw recently, uh, a comparison video from Obama talking about how he, how the United States took down Osama bin Laden mm-hmm. and and there there's a back and forth in the video about how he uh, when when he took down I don't want to give him the credit and he didn't give himself the credit either which is the point but when they took down uh Osama bin Laden and and Trump's administration you know they took down one of the ISIS Soleani. leaders No I thought no the, the no Iranian just one of them no i think it was one no just one of the isis leaders oh, i yeah, think probably yeah and and so it's a comparison video and it the point i'm trying to make is that obama looked great in the video trump was like oh it's about all about me i don't get any credit mm-hmm. and i did this and this and that and then obama said you know what we did this we executed it uh, mm-hmm. And you know, America. He basically didn't take the credit, and he sounded sounded great. And that's what people loved about Obama, is because right. he sounded presidential. But right. my problem is, yes, he was just a great politician. He sounded great. Right. That didn't make but his actions no sucks. exactly. <laughs> that's what people people just want that figurehead right. who sounds presidential, but they don't care about what really is backing them up. Right. Whereas, like, we got you know, we well, ignored the look at the black, the at the black community. You know, when
0: when Obama got elected, the whole thing was first black president. You know, finally, finally, we, the black community, have uh, somebody who's going to fight for us while he's in office. He didn't do a goddamn thing for the black community when he was in office. And there's recognition of that throughout the black community. Now you hear it uh, pretty routinely. Really, there's a uh, there's a large portion of the black community that have come around
1: and come to terms with the fact that. Obama didn't really do shit for them. Well, no, absolutely. <laughs> I think there is a large portion and breaking news. You don't have to be black to support. Right. All. Yeah, Americans, no, exactly. Whatever. Color but, but they that are. Was the yeah, that yeah, was, exactly. That's, that's
0: just an example of the, you know, here's what I say I'm going to do. And then over an eight year period, you really didn't do it. You and, didn't do anything.
1: And case in point, look at the difference between Trump's first election and second election. He improved in the minority voter base right. across the board yeah where he lost was the basically the privileged white people yeah whatever you want to call it, the high upper class white people yeah is where he actually lost the lost the election yep. suburban moms right
0: <laughs> <laughs> damn suburban moms yeah, we, just think we love you <laughs> no <laughs> um but yeah i mean i don't know i would never advocate for unlimited terms as president Um, I, that's just, that would just be insane to me. I mean, could you imagine, could you imagine if Trump ran against Biden five times and Biden won five times?
1: Well, I mean, (laughs) I, I mean, I just can't, I think, I think it legitimately could, you could still vote them out. So, right. But that doesn't, but, but yeah, the hate, the hate that Trump has
0: from not only Democrats, but Republicans would far
1: exceed, I think the the well yeah but if they if they really vote. wanted biden out of office then they'd put up somebody else better against him and and I maybe, honestly maybe. i think in this case the, biden's not even going to run <laughs> he in this not. next he election probably probably because because he, he has no chance and that's yeah, just one of the reasons in yeah. my opinion yeah
0: yeah no i i don't disagree with you that he may not even make it to the 2024 uh, and i don't mean he's going to die i mean he's just uh, he's on such a crash course right now, his, his poll numbers. And I mean, I think I read one today, 66, a CNN poll, 66% of the Americans that they polled blame him for the gas prices, blame him for Ukraine, blame him for, obviously, the Afghanistan withdrawal, uh, and and that number a month and a half ago was like 56%. So in a month he's already decreased another 10%. And this is and it's a CNN poll and and for those of you who don't know when it comes to polling if you look down at the bottom of a poll it gives you the breakout of who was polled. So it gives you the percentage of republicans, the percentage of de- democrats and the percentage of the people who say that they're independent. By and large, every single poll has almost double the amount of democrats than it does republicans uh and sometimes de- republicans and independents combined so if 66 percent of these people that are polled are now blaming joe biden for these things and we're only you know not even a year and a half into his presidency uh it is not. Well, and uh, people aren't going to forget this stuff because gas prices aren't going anywhere.
1: Yeah, except Yeah, up. I agree with you. I think it, this stuff normally gets disguised over time sure. and uh, by other things. And I typically will not attribute a lot of these things to, you know, the, the president who is often doesn't have that much control. But so many of these factors are directly yes. related to his decision making. All the sweeping actions that he did as soon as he came in. Yep, day are, one. Yeah. Is the reason why this stuff is happening so quickly? Well, when you when you
0: you shut down the construction of a pipeline in your country to reduce, you know, for climate change and all this other bullshit that they like to chirp about, but then you remove the, I guess they're not really restrictions. Uh, What did he remove? He removed the. Or he granted the way he approved the granting of the waivers for the Nord Stream 2 pipeline to be built from Russia to Germany, which Trump had w- withheld. Now we find now we find ourselves in this position. Now germany has since in the last two days um removed those waivers. So the Germany, surprisingly, um has has stopped the Nord Stream 2 but that doesn't mean that as soon as this Ukraine thing is over that Germany's not going to go right back to it I mean it's because Biden has still not you know he still hasn't said anything to to ensure that 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 doesn't get changed again Um, and so yeah you know you're absolutely right it's the direct it's the direct policy decisions and uh executive orders that he wrote And the executive orders that he withdrew from trump on day one or week one of his presidency that's a result that has resulted in a lot of the shit we're seeing right now
1: and it's very it's very apparent to everybody and and those things that you listed are the things that we're all feeling and seeing immediately directly right now but even some of the things like they clearly stopped the the border wall Mm -hmm. being built yeah i mean i'm telling you and that's such a quiet thing that's being well. Yeah, they're not going to talk not, about it. It's not it. felt well. It's not. It's not so apparent, you know, like everything else is right now. Um, but it's having a devastating effect on the country as it yeah. has for years and years. Yep. Um, it's just getting worse, mm-hmm. and the, the with the crime surges and, and you know, well, I think they said. And, I think they said
0: forty-seven percent of whatever. And here's the thing: I mean, we don't even know what the number is, right? No. Of how many people. Ha- We don't.
1: Could be twelve million. Could be. We don't. We don't even know
0: how many people (laughs) have actually crossed in the last year. Right. I mean, we we just we have the numbers that they provide, but that's. I mean, I don't know if you can really depend on the accuracy of that number because forty-seven percent of the people that they came in contact with, that they gave their release orders and then sent them off in the United States, have not shown up to their courts, to their. CBP office or to their court hearing to be adjudicated on whether or not they can stay. So, you know, 50%, half of the people that they've allowed to come into this country basically did exactly what we knew they would do, which is come in here, get that piece of paper and then evaporate into our country and nobody knows where they are. Nobody knows who they are. And it's virtually impossible to find all those people and, 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 or even a substantial amount of them. I mean, unless they commit a crime and get arrested, that's really the only way that you're ever going to. And how often does that really happen? I mean,
1: percentage wise it's pretty low considering, (laughs) I mean, there's, we know there's millions per month that are coming in that conservatively. And, Yes. And like you said, but we and we're probably still deporting a record number of people. I'm not sure if that's still going on, but uh, it doesn't matter. We're still not touching the number of people that are coming in. And obviously that's an additional cost. It's still. Well, and that's
0: just the ones that we have contact.
1: Right. Exactly. I mean, we don't
0: even know because of the, you know, how how much they've degraded the Border Patrol's capabilities as well. We you know, we don't even know what they are, what they're missing because there's gaps there's huge gaps now.
1: Well, and how that's coinciding with the changes to laws and restrictions on or you know, they're letting people off you know, unless it's a, an extremely right. severe crime, you know, that's that's getting innocent Americans killed, injured, sure. murdered, whatever it is. It's devastating. Well,
0: but again, Unnecessarily. I, I mean that ties that ties right into all these DAs uh, with all these soft on crime policies that are letting these murderers and rapists and all that no bail. Yep. You can, you're, you're free to go until you're until your trial. And then what do we read? Inevitably, I think the guy in New York who stabbed that Asian woman 42 times and followed her into her apartment last week and stabbed her 42 times in her bathtub. First of all, he'd been arrested seven or eight times prior and he was out on quote unquote No bail for charges of like attempted murder. So why was this guy out on the street? But this is like, uh, again, this is another Biden initiative that's contributing to higher crime. And, you know, the letting people absorbing illegals into our uh, society with no repercussions for not showing up for the shit you're supposed to show up to contributes to the rise in crime.
1: Again, directly attributed to Biden. Yeah, there's there's just so much of that, and so I think it is. It's great that people are maybe seeing it. Um, credit to those organizations that are actually reporting on some of that yeah, stuff, yeah, and and recognizing maybe some of the failures. So, well, he doesn't have.
0: But one thing, one thing that's a telltale sign for me, uh, whether it's a Republican or Democrat in in office, is media coverage, right? So obviously Obama was like the darling of the media. Like the media could never say anything bad about about Obama. Conversely, they could never say anything good about Trump. For Biden's first six or seven or eight months, uh, he was kind of getting the Obama treatment. Now, he's not to the level of getting the Trump treatment, but their silence on him is equally telling to me. The fact that they're not saying good or bad is just as telling to me uh, coming from the media on him. And the fact that they're, they really kind of just talk about things and kind of gloss over mentioning him specifically and you're seeing a lot and a lot more than that. And I don't know if you all watched the press conference the other day, uh, when he was talking about Ukraine, when he was talking about the sanctions, but even the White House press corps, which is historically favorable to Democrat presidents, uh they were going after Biden. I mean, they were not and and he was flustered, you could tell. He 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 really didn't know how to handle it because they now, obviously, you didn't have Jim Acosta up there yelling shit at him because that's Jim Acosta, but um, they they weren't they weren't throwing him softball questions like they typically they typically do. So that in, that in and of itself is is very telling to me that even even those that are on the left are really starting to take a second look at what. Biden is actually doing. And I don't think that they're very happy with what they're seeing as results. So,
1: no, I think it's a pretty easy bandwagon to jump on, honestly. <laughs> and I think they're seeing that. Um, but my question is kind of where is that going to go? So, let's say, you know, Trump does or doesn't run. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who do you think the Democrats will put up? Oh, man. Well, I think Hillary is uh,
0: a complete non starter now. She's got her, she's holding on to hope. I think she's a complete non-starter now. Now that uh, Durham's report, uh, or not his report, his filings in federal court, actual filings, um, uh, suggest strongly that her campaign uh, wiretapped Trump Tower and the White House, when he was a sitting president, that's going to that's going to kill any chance that she thought that she might have had of trying it. again. I hope
1: you're right. I don't know if anybody actually people would just dismiss that stuff for some reason uh. and allow that to go. But so if but we she see was unfavorable, she was unfavorable anyway. She lost to Trump already. Yeah. It, it, but if we see a Trump oh my God. Clinton ticket, I would get my ticket, pop. But, I would get I would pop.
0: I would pop no less than 3,000 bags of popcorn oh my God, for that dude. fucking thing. See,
1: no, I think I would just go hide somewhere in the woods and be like, let me know. What? Hillary's in the woods. Don't go in the woods. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so let's moving on from that concept. So let me switch it up a little bit to who do you think, who would you be afraid of if they ran? Man. I have, I have some thoughts. I'm not really sure I would.
0: Well, it would be, it would, I, are you talking about if Trump runs? Someone running uh, against Trump or anybody. Okay. Yeah, well, let's go with that. <sighs> well, I would I would be afraid of anybody that runs against Trump if Trump ran. Only mm. because that I don't think there's any changing to the Republicans who don't like Trump. They're not gonna like him. I mean that 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 is set. The the left, anybody that's a democrat and a lot of independents are already off the Trump wagon, they're not gonna vote for him, and then you have that section of Republicans that are so anybody who runs against him, I, I don't want to say anybody because there's obviously like if AOC ran, that's just a fucking joke. <laughs> but um
1: so you think if he's the nominee, if if he gets through the primaries mm-hmm. and he's the nominee, then he's not gonna win.
0: Unless he's up against Biden.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or Kamala.
0: Yeah. One of those two, I think, I think, I, but again, I think it'll be a dogfight because again, mm. you have that staunch group that are just not ever going to vote for Trump.
1: Yeah. They're uh, just not. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. And it's just not worth the battle at this point. So I'm I'm not sure. I'm not a Biden Harris
0: against Trump. Yeah. I think you're probably, that's probably a 50, 50 to me so just thinking beyond a trump nominee i mean we've already mentioned like desantis or i'm in i would be in huge favor of a trey gowdy um and then i think if and if if it's either one of those two against biden it's over uh, biden doesn't stand a prayer i i'd be surprised if biden got a hundred and he'll he'll get the california and he'll get new york and I think everywhere else would go for someone else uh, for either one of them. I, Trey Gowdy's not going to run. He, I don't think he has any. He has not, at least not anything I have heard or seen any interest in returning to
1: uh, public service. Now, I think that is the problem because I think there are a lot of good candidates that could come out there. I think DeSantis right now is the clear front runner mm-hmm. um, for who, who who could handle it and who likely will. But there's just way too many good ones that. Would, just wouldn't even consider running right. and dealing with that circus right. and th- what that brings? I mean, interestingly enough, I mean, what's going to be interesting is if,
0: if Biden decides, well, it, he's already come out and said he's going to run in 2024. That obviously doesn't mean that he will. That's three years away. And who knows where he's going to be at that point. But I think it's going to be interesting to what Democrats are going to primary him. I think there I think there will be
1: I think you got Tulsi Gabbards out there. You've got uh, that's a name I wanted to hear because that's (laughs) she's worth a whole conversation because (laughs) to me, that's who I would be afraid of. And not even honestly, that's who I want to see running. Yeah, because I think she's one of the most reasonable. Yeah yeah no i don't left she's out there whatever she's willing to she can have a conversation with everybody i don't agree with everything she says but like i wouldn't be but i almost her. think
0: that she would run as a third party candidate i don't think she would run because i mean
1: the the democratic party basically shunned yeah, she got she got railroaded so and it was not you know that's why i don't think that um that's gonna happen because yeah like you said that's already kind of happened uh, well she
0: may very well You know i don't know what her political aspirations are anymore but she she certainly could charge and put a charge into a third-party candidate
1: uh platform i'd like to see that i really would (laughs) because i I think she does still have that desire she's staying very publicly active um and i think she'd be a great person to run she already has the recognition and to i think somebody needs to to bring some action to a third party well and that may be i mean we talk about
0: and it's so hard too because you know our the two controlling parties of our government the republicans and the democrats i mean it all boils down to money right so elections now are all financial based they're not there's no other way to say it and there's no way around it and they collectively have corner that entire market, right? There's not a third, there hasn't been a third party. Ross Perot was probably like the last third party candidate that uh, made any waves. And I think he only got like 3% of the vote or something like that. And he was fairly popular uh, for a third party candidate. So it, it's a huge uphill battle to do it as a third party candidate. But I think. I think somebody like a Tulsi Gabbard who a lot of people on the left like her and a lot of people on the right like her. Um, so she may, be, she may be the key to, and, and maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need a president in there that's more of an independent uh, and doesn't claim, you know, right or left to, to right the ship per se, maybe, you know, because she's not going to be, she's going to be more f- uh, fiscally sound because that's why, that's why the Democrats hated her. They hated her because she she wasn't for all this social justice spending bullshit. Uh, But likewise, the Republicans didn't like her because she was for, you know, Obamacare uh, type thing. So uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe she's the answer to to, you know, just exactly what we need. And it's probably timing wise, it's probably a pretty perfect
1: time for somebody like that to emerge. I think so. I think that makes sense. Um, As far as candidates, I'm also thinking back to the last election because it really wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. The candidates I would I was concerned about if they if they became the nominee, I was going to be a little bit more concerned about people like Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. But I was really looking forward to that opportunity because they were in this this um, extreme progressive Mm -hmm. group. And I, th- I thought it was a great opportunity to just rail against things like socialism. Yep. And, but you're seeing that now. Yeah. Like you, like you don't hear much from Senator Warren and you don't hear much
0: from nope. Bernie. And that's because, and even AOC, not working at all. even AOC, you know, compared to two years ago with her popularity to where it is now, you don't hear, I mean, even the
1: media is not covering her like they were a year and a half. It makes it really hard for them to even cover her with any sort of respect. She just, I mean, well, she's an idiot. She's an idiot. she <laughs> did, I mean, this, it, the stuff that she says makes right. Biden look smart sometimes. Right. I mean, geez, it doesn't make any sense. What's coming but, out of her mouth. But two
0: years ago, she had that popularity. And two years ago, the nah. media, the media was all over her two years ago that you couldn't turn on the TV without hearing about AOC. And you don't see that anymore on on left or right media you don't see every once in a while something pops up because she said something stupid yeah she'll she'll never get the popularity to run for uh presidential election well she's i think she's got her sights on speaker of the house honestly that's kind of the good luck. yeah i mean there there's not enough there's not enough democrats in the house that are that far left that are going to even think for i mean that'd be like saying we're going to make
1: elon omar the fucking speaker of the house it's just not ever gonna happen she she reminds me of like the the toddler the little sibling (laughs) that you hand the remote control to that doesn't work so they think they (laughs) they think they're doing something The controller without the
0: batteries yeah (laughs) oh yeah you're playing you're doing so good oh
1: that's what you do with aoc (laughs)
0: yeah no i don't disagree um yeah i don't know i don't know on the outside of desantis Realistically, I mean, none of the people that were on the stage for the Republican party last time, I mean, is Marco Rubio going to try to throw his hat in the ring again? Probably. Um, I don't know that he has that much popularity. Um, I think Ted Cruz is up there. Ted Cruz. The problem, I think the problem you're going to find with Ted Cruz is like, even like a lot of Republicans, although he, he, they like a lot of what he's about. They don't like him. Like, I I think he's got a lot of problems with personality that people don't, people aren't going to latch on to his personality, which is a like we said with Obama, that's a huge part of it because that's why people loved Obama is because of his personality. So I'm not sure Ted Cruz has that, has that uh, likability, I guess is what.
1: I think he's, he tries to play it smart, where he almost plays to both sides a little bit, because he realizes you yeah. have to, yeah. to to appease everybody, but that doesn't do well for the the Trump base, the right. hardcore yeah, they're conservative not gonna, base, yeah. so that's difficult. I know the name that gets thrown out there a lot um, is Dan Crenshaw, and I wanted to bring him up, but... He's sound, you know, he's taken a downward turn recently mm-hmm. in popularity big time. Yeah, I, I think to me a year ago, he was probably at the all time high in popularity and looking great as a as a prime candidate. But a lot of the conservatives have kind of turned their back on him a little bit with some of the things that he's done recently. Yeah. I can't say I'm there yet. I, I'd like lo- because everything that that people say negative about Dan Crenshaw, I'd love to hear more of his response mm-hmm. because I think he is a very. Sound- but that's the problem yeah. is he's not. Yeah, like it, it's the same thing with the media not talking about Joe
0: Biden. If somebody's hitting you, and this is you know this is a Trump attribute, right? If you hit me, I'm going to hit you back twice mm-hmm. as hard. Where Crenshaw's getting hit with certain things, but he's not. It's not even that he's hitting them. Trying to hit him back as he's not really doing anything. I mean, he's just kind of accepting it, whether it's maybe. whether it's
1: valid or not. Well, maybe that's a decent tactic to kind of let that stuff go. But maybe. I guess it depends on I, I'd like to see where it goes with him, yeah. because I've, I don't think he would count himself out. I told you a long time ago, I thought he was sus. I don't <laughs> I, right now. I again, I me personally, I don't have any problem. I respect yeah. the hell out of that guy. I think he is smart when yeah. it comes to. Um, reaching across the aisle and trying to work with everybody, but because you you have to do that. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's impossible yeah. to get anything done without doing right. it. Right, right. So I I think he has the ability to do that. I think he does stand for good conservative values. Um, but I'd like to see where that goes. Yeah. Well, we'll
0: see. Hey, folks, we've run on for a little bit longer. You, if you've noticed, our last couple of episodes have been. Uh,
1: Sorry. No, no, it's good.
0: <laughs> I, and I think I think that, that it's a format that I think lends itself to a little bit longer because it's a little bit more engaging and, and, and those kinds of things. So you guys let me know what you think about the, uh, lengthening of this, uh, of the podcast. And, uh, and, uh, you can send me an email at agpodcast13 at yahoo.com. Uh, or you can go to our Twitter page. Yeah, I know I'm on Twitter. Uh, I hate Twitter, but it's getting the brand out there. So, um, you can go to Twitter and go to ag with ordinary and uh, hit us up there. Other than that, we'll talk to y'all next week unless something really, really big happens during the course of this week. Talk to you later.